West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 14th of December 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Seamus Kelly and Carol McCarton, as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Good evening, listeners. It is a nice, starry evening here in Newcastle. A starry night, I suppose one would say. Beautiful night, a uh, little on the cold side, 2.5, I think. It, it was moving between four, minus 4, minus 2, and something in that ballpark. But a beautiful night, and when you're finished listening to us, now it's at 11 o'clock, you might put on your coat and cap and go out and have a good look up at the stars. There's showers of stars falling tonight. I saw a few there before I left the house this evening. An absolutely beautiful sky, clear sky, all the stars in the sky I would imagine they're nearly all visible tonight and uh, worth, worth having a look at God be with our good old days when we were walking here and walking there and walking from dances of a cold frosty night like this you could we were looking at we literally know most of the stars the plough and the stars and all the different ones in those days but alas with so many bright lights and other things now we don't tend to look up to the sky that often but it's worth a look tonight a beautiful night now you're all very welcome. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM broadcasting from Newcastle West. My name is Pat O'Donovan and I'm joined tonight by Seamus Kelly and Tom Ryan. And Tom, you're well wrapped up tonight. <laughs> Jack Flash isn't going to get any peace out of you. Whatever chance Polly has of getting anything out of you, but Jack Frost won again no, no more than he will from Corral McCorton, another man well wrapped up as well. And indeed now we'll start on a, on, on a light note in Ireland of today and thing we've discussed many a night over the years indeed and it doesn't change one iota. Three murders in the past week in Ireland, two in Meath and one in Dublin the other day. Now there might have been four for all I know but as far as I know <coughs> definitely three. <coughs> Carol, what's happening? Well, I suppose the first thing to say is, uh, if you go back 20, 25, 30 years, uh, we'll say we're a bit closer, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. A murder, you know, would be major news. There is now people just kind of, they don't even blink an eye. Uh, it seems to be quite common, uh, a regular occurrence, whether it's the changes in society. Um, a lot of it seems to be happening in uh, built-up areas, not exclusively. Uh, but it's very hard to know. A lot of it seems to be whether it is people are struggling, you know, cost of living, you know, can't make ends meet, um, you know, domestic problems. You, like you just can't put your finger on it. But it, it is very sad. It's, uh, I mean, uh, they go back to the field, you know, we said the team of the field. I mean, it was the talk of the country at the time. Uh, but now, you know, 
But it's what good. is it, Carol? Like that you're back in the sixties now. That I can remember quite well, as, as you said, uh, the, the, the that case of the murder in Bradmore there near Castle Island. It was literally talked about for the twelve month period, and it was on the headlines in the paper for most of the time in between. And indeed, other murders that took place got headline news on a regular basis. Nowadays, it's kind of just italic. It's maybe a small little column in the paper nowadays. Mm-hmm. You're, say, like when you put on the news now, especially at the weekend, a lot of these murders seem to take place at the week, mm-hmm. over the course of the weekend. Uh, you're nearly expecting now to hear that you know, somebody, and unfortunately, a lot of women are, are the victims as well, not exclusively. And again, if, if, is that a, a reflection on the type of society we have? I just couldn't, I just can't comment, but mm-hmm. it, it is happening too often. Seamus Kelly, you're very welcome. Thank you, Pat. No, Seamus, yeah. One of those murders, of course, a woman is arrested for, so it isn't always men, but I mean, in general, yeah. it's men who, yeah. mm-hmm. who are more violent. And uh, murder now is a one-day wonder. It's forgotten about after a few days. And you might hear about it for a year, but then it comes to court and you say, I remember that last year, happening last year. Um, now, we had our own murders here in the Castle some years ago in housing estate where four people were murdered. A, hor- a horrific um, crime. And there was children involved as well. And that was forgotten now. And people move on and our, our country has gone from being a, a very quiet, I won't say law-abiding, but a very quiet country to now there's violence on the streets, there's gangs, there's drugs, there's murders. It's, it, cha- it changed society. What can we do? What can we do? Tom? Well, it goes on. It, it goes on and on, and as Seamus uh, has said, you know, there are, uh, you know, there's a lot of issues that are, that, that I think would contribute to the, the amount of, of serious crime, assaults, which are kind of not even mentioned now, but I mean, it has to be the, the fatality now before it's actually mentioned. And, uh, you know, there is a lot of it happening in in urban areas as such. Uh, a lot of it appears to be uh, in family situations, whether or not they're, they're the family traditionally, as we know them or not, is, the, is something I often think about. But uh, usually it ends up with uh, the woman being murdered and... Uh, you know, there's a big hubbub about it there for 24 hours and after that it's forgotten about. But we are definitely, like, um, in a very violent situation uh, in this country. You know, drink and drugs, no doubt about it, contribute big time to this. And I don't, uh, what, it, what disappoints me is I don't hear any really debate about it. You know, I don't hear any issue about it in the doll. Uh, we don't hear anyone talking about the actual, you know, because I suppose with these cases, and Seamus, I, 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 he did write, these cases then and these uh, charges, they don't come up for maybe 12 months or often maybe longer. Mm-hmm. And we've often seen cases going back two and three years of serious assaults and murders and killings and the file is with the DPP and there's, there are delays and the legal system also is involved. So it is um, a lucrative area for the legal system as well. And we only we only need listen to the to, to, to our uh, news every night now to hear the actual I mean the latest one there with the with the drug hangs in Dublin, you know, and the child that up before a special criminal court. But 
the, 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 I mean, the, the whole aspect of it is, and we have discussed it past numerous times here, positively, like, and I think we've we have looked at it from a very from a very independent kind of a, a situation. We had two major drug gangs in Dublin. Listen to them morning, noon, and night. They were, you, you nearly kind of think they were related. You know, they, they were kind of a, they were, they, they, it's a, a, two, the two gangs, the Kinnan and the Hutchins, they were like neighbours, you know. And now, but we're now we're told that they're under control, they're in prison, but there's six new gangs replacing him. Can you imagine that? So where are you going? What's the, what does that say for our, our murder and our, for our, our murder count coming down the road, pattern? You're tuned to Best Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West. My name is Pat O'Donovan. This program is called County Viewers going out live on from half past nine every Wednesday night until 11 o'clock and repeated on tomorrow morning from half past 11 until 1. On the panel tonight is uh, Coral McCorton, Seamus Kelly, Tom Ryan. And Jason Smith is waiting for your messages there on 0696600 or 0876969800. And we wish our good friend there, John Harold, a safe journey on his way home to Bury after entertaining you there for the past couple of hours and a nice cool drive so he can whatever we're watching the stars Johnny we want the sparkles in, in the road in front of you I'd say it's more important when you're driving and when you get home you can stand and look at the stars what's falling or not falling so that's more that goes on and on and on and I'm sure it will keep going on because as Tom rightly pointed out nobody seems to be getting too excited about it it's not raised in the doll there doesn't seem to be any call for stronger powers or more guard activity or some kind of a call out in it but it just goes on and goes on and goes on uh, cattle stolen last week dogs killing sheep this week Corral well I suppose again we've discussed these matters again many times over the uh, years times. yeah yeah uh, I mean the control of dogs like apart from you know, the killing of cattle of the cattle the killing of sheep the control of dogs is an issue that has come up now over the last few weeks especially uh, the, the attack on that young boy down in uh, County Wexford uh, was it um, in a Scott or Gorey I forget no exactly yeah it was a town in Wexford anyway it was a town in Wexford mm-hmm. And uh, there is a, a demand now, and I think somebody moved a bill in, in the doll that, you know, that there's tighter uh, rules, restrictions. Now, even there are rules there and there are laws there, but they're not being enforced. Exactly. Enforcement is, is, seems to be the big problem in this country. There, there are laws there, all right. Then people call for more laws. Yeah, and if, yeah. if, you did, if you use the laws that are there, they're yeah. adequate only to be enforced. Correct. Uh, the Russia cattle, I suppose, uh, cattle are making, Tom, you'd probably know more about this than I would. Uh, I, I find it very hard to understand. I came for cattle myself. How you can, maybe in the middle of the night, round up cattle and get them loaded. Now, it's, it's not an easy job. I mean, cattle themselves, they don't take... They, they A couple don't of good take. dogs, to say. Huh? A couple of good dogs. I don't know. And I don't know cattle now. You know, cattle would be inclined to run. <laughs> and uh, uh, late at night, what about uh, cattle that, that have been fed with nuts? Wouldn't they nearly follow you? But maybe so. But I mean, there's a cattle, cattle right there. They know their own master's voice and everything like that. Um, Stranger, yeah. But I mean, the people that are doing it, I would say, are they're highly experienced, yeah. and they know how to, they know how to run up, and they know how to fighten them, and uh, say obviously they have all the say, the gates and everything, you know, so that they can just get them in and into the lorry and then some cattle if they've been already moved it's easy to move cattle like, you know, like for the second time 
yeah. you probably know that if, if you have more cattle in a, a cow box or anything like that, uh, they're not as, as, as slow or as reluctant to go in the second time. They probably think they're going to sell greener pastures. Yeah. But obviously, there's people out there, there's a demand again for this. Now, the Kenya sheep is awful. I mean, I have a brother in law up, up in Wicklow and uh, like, he keeps the few sheep. And I saw like an incident one day where we were walking down the road and he knew straight away that there was something wrong. He saw all the sheep had said, like, in the corner, he said, there's something going on here. Mm-hmm. And that station was there. A man had come out from Dublin. And left, you know, he had no control over like his attention. So my brother in law called up to his house and said, Like, you have to, you know, that dog can't be kept around here anymore. You know, that's the rule around here. <laughs> but I mean, people are careless as well. The rustlers, that's a different issue. Shamus? But in relation to the, to the killing of sheep, apparently dogs will travel three and four miles to kill sheep yeah, yeah. for fun. Mm-hmm. Once they get the taste of blood, they can travel three and four and five miles. So you can't say it's local you could, it could be local dogs but dogs can travel that far and if you the dogs in, in Scotland actually and they were big dogs apparently they were Labrador type dogs and uh, that farmer's sons saw the dogs they were black dogs big strong dogs but they were gone by the time they got to them they, they ran away I know you stop with legislation and, and there is no enforcement of course and it's hard to say to enforce that because this happens at night Who's going to come out into the fields at night and look, looking for, for dogs? No, it's, it's very hard to enforce uh, dog control. So even ordinary dog wardens, they won't enforce dogs fouling the streets and the footpaths, let alone go out looking at dogs killing sheep. So it's hard to know where. Can you, can you I'm, I'm not involved in farming, but some those you'd men here are. Can you keep sheep in, indoor all winter? Can they be kept well, indoors? They have them housed, housed in now at the moment. In yes, but I mean, do, can you put them in like from what like cattle are housed in, in the winter no, normally yeah. normally they're left outside they said yeah coming up to lambing time mm-hmm. that would be mm-hmm. maybe housed all right but yeah. no but by no maybe in this very severe weather they would they'd be given here all right <laughs> tom well I'm sure. a sheep man, i take it tom i'm well i'm not a sheep man but i i'm i feel very very uh upset about what we saw yesterday and again, this is a, an ongoing problem in the country, with, especially with the sheep farmers. Sheep are a very vulnerable animal as well. You know, they're, 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 they're pack easy and they're, they're frightened very easy. And the, the actual the, the terror that was like, I mean, had to be imposed by these two dogs. You know, like, and the destruction that we saw, we all saw it, is frightening. And uh, again, as. We have already said there's plenty of laws there, but they're not being enforced. People have know they know the dogs that are that are dangerous and that are liable. No, any dog they tell me any dog like can turn to be a killer, like as regards as regards sheep or cattle or or, or by night. Because I've often seen I've often seen like I mean cattle now and not sheep even being being frightened with dogs and attacked with dogs and recently in my own case of 11 cattle like on the other roadside and they definitely were being targeted for to be for to be rustled you know I mean what happened and the way they were how secure they were and, and the location they were in and uh, you see the rustling is being done by experts people that are geniuses with cattle they could they like the Pied Piper you know all they want is a dog with him in a box that's all and you see again it's something that we've discussed in the programme not repeating ourselves there at night time you see a lot of this is happening by night and this is where we often requested and often asked why aren't there more 
Gardy on the on the roads at night time. You know, like I mean, we're looking for them to patrol estates and city centres by day and by night. But definitely, that's where a lot of the robberies are done. A lot of the actual assaults are done by these moving gangs, and they definitely. And even if if they had to be backed up with the army, I don't see any problem why we can't have our army supporting Orkady. What became Tom or some some of your three lads or someone? This might remind me. They had uh, some years ago communities would be patrolling the area at night. Like, like neighborhood watch. Or neighborhood watch. Yeah, yeah. Right. Neighborhood watch, Pat. In my opinion, is is nobody wants to get involved in it because it's a, a dodgy situation. Yeah, like vigilantism. Yeah. Yes. There was a time that so many said two men would be up one night yeah. during the parish. And another two the next night, another two the next night. Does not know, Pat, but you no. see, people are not, are not, no, people are so afraid now. Mm-hmm. They're afraid for their own protection. You know, I mean, these gangs, like, are ruthless. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're violent and they don't care. They don't mind. And, and uh, to be involved, even even associated with uh, with any kind of a neighborhood watch now, your houses are also being targeted. Like. So you see, you have a breakdown in line out. That's what, and we and our judicial system here is is not. They're not. The, the actual uh, the consequences of when these individuals are are arraigned, and you know we often blame the Gardaí. We say they're not Gardaí, but when they bring these people to court, we see the we see the results. You know, and that's the real problem. We haven't our sentencing here is too is inconsistent. It's not. It's not. Right, it's not conducive to being effective. Corral, yeah. there's plenty guards in Dublin, plenty guards in the big cities that walk in tombs. Ballyhall, Mount Collins, Bradford, etc., etc., etc. You won't see a guard. And the people are very much been left there to paddle their own canoe. Well, as we said, the closure of, <coughs> of the small guard barracks throughout the country, right? You know, that is one of the, of the consequences of it. Um, you to maybe travel far, even if you if you phone through, if you saw something or, or reported something, you might be waiting a long time to get any any reply before to be acted on. Uh, it was that understaffed. It was not maybe by night time as well. I don't know about you know the road system uh, in, in the in the, in the uh, But you're talking about Dublin. I mean, uh, <laughs> there's an awful lot of crime in Dublin, like with all the guys and all. So yeah, I mean, how do, like how you can't be at every street corner. You can't be not beside every gap out in the out in the countryside expecting something to happen. Because, I mean, the people who are going to do something, they have it well planned. I mean, they've, they've studied another movement. But Seamus, we hear in the national media there, Joe Duffy in particular, I'd mm-hmm. say, that they're drug dealing, they're doing all kinds of things in broad daylight in Dublin. Yeah. Under the nose, literally, yeah. of... And the boardwalk in, 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 in near the city centre. Yeah. They're openly dealing drugs. Yeah. But, oh, uh, yeah, but all, you need to go to Dublin to have no, it. I mean, we have we, we have the Hellenic city openly. Why, why is it allowed? Like, why is it allowed? Well, that's the question. Like that, that everybody asks. I know, like, of cases like that in the city along, uh, particularly around around our our famous railway station. You know, there's no uh, there's there are millions being spent there, and it's an open drug dealing area now. They're arriving on these new bikes, these engine, these electric bikes, and they're youngsters, and they're dealing their guns. Arrive silently you know. and gone silently. And I know people that have actually have reported this, you know, have reported to the guards. And like, as we know, I mean, 
you report something to the guards as as well. There's a certain, there's a certain like, I mean, probably you know, a bit of a problem with that as well, you know, because I mean, how sure you are you that that you're not going to be mentioned? Well, I was in Galway today, and on my way back, I was listening to news at five o'clock that case is going on in Dublin at the moment, and the witness, sort of whatever he was, fellow given evidence, he, he was going reporting something in relation to the crime that was the case before the court and he said he was afraid of his life more or less because he didn't know what guard he could trust yeah which well, that's the problem see, and the national news as well yeah. so, so I mean society is has, you see we pay a price for all this that happens to every country where police <coughs> yeah. please can in, infiltrate um our gangs can infiltrate the police. <laughs> I don't mean, know who's infiltrating who. Well, well, whatever, anyway, there's, you know, it, it happens in every country. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where, where there's informers and they're getting, policemen are getting paid and to bring stories and all that. So, you know, what, how, do you, how do you legislate for that? There's bad apples in every, you'll, every you'll, police force. You'll give, put up your hands so and give up and say, is that it? Well, <laughs> you see, crime is out of control. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. You know, and 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 even when we have occasionally now when we have the local representatives in here, when they have these meetings with the with the local guard authorities, the commissioner, not the commissioner, but the, whoever the, the probably superintendent, you know, yeah. they're in charge of the area, and they meet them, I think, every three months, and you know, you'd expect that these issues would be not not spoken about, but acted on. And that, and and that you know that if you come to a meeting with the with the police today, and uh, with the head of the guard, like and and if they're they're duty bound for the meet these uh, county councils. Mm-hmm. The, time, the last time that um, Jerome was in, he said that when they have to meet the superintendent or whatever, they they have to get um, the agenda given to the guard before they come to the meeting. I wouldn't mind. There won't be asked. Yes, the questions. Yes, the questions. Yeah. yeah. Well, let him let him get that, Seamus. Yeah. But at the same time, but let him answer them then. But they're prepared in the city. This is given to be well well before the meeting. Well, let it be. Let it be given well before the meeting. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's in charge, and and then if these if these things are not done before the next meeting, you but see, Tom, you have to Tom. start someplace, Seamus. Why not? I'm not disagreeing with you. Sure. Tom. You're not. Well, you don't you never agree with me, Sir Pat, and I don't want you to agree with me either. You come in here tonight, Tom. That is. And you've got no agenda in advance. And you've answered every question that's been put to you, and that's for the past four or five years, whatever number we're doing the program. If you're doing something and you know what you're doing, you should have all the answers in your head. Yes. Not to be given a list of questions in advance. Well, I, I, I don't uh, totally disagree, Pat, that that's correct. Because if you're in life, take for instance the, our, 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 the, the area superintendent here, he has two assistant superintendents in his, you know, I, I, I'm not too sure of the ranks. Okay, he's meeting the councillors for the Newcastle West area, and it's, it's a three-monthly meeting. Well, now, if, if he wants the agenda before the meeting, give him the agenda. But, you see, you have to start someplace. I mean, put those questions to him and have them written out for him, let him answer them. But, the, but I'm not talking about answers at all. To the action I'm talking about. What's been done about it, you see, at the next meeting? And then if, that, if there's nothing been done about it, well, say, look, uh, Mr. Super, we've wasted no time meeting you and go through media with it. And say, look, this is what we're doing. We're trying to do our job here. The police are not, are not cooperating. Corral, what became of John Donahoe? Who? Zero tolerance being a oh, fall man. Zero tolerance. Yeah, carry TD one time. I know about that, but uh, like another like aspect of the yard is that a lot of the girls are, are retiring very young now. 
course they're, they're, they're running out they, 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 they can't wait to get out people, people with experience are going of course. Yeah. and then yeah. you yeah. have new recruits and it takes a while to get to know to know the, you know, the layer of the land as the same goes yeah. and you know it takes them like a while to build up a kind of rapport with people and yeah. like that so maybe if uh, if somebody else of the older guard and they're not old at 50 like yeah. there goes yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. if they were so requested to stay on longer because a lot of them take jobs afterwards and uh, you know I mean that experience is lost and you know they know how the guy they would have had you know the context that they've had you know and you know you always we all have information in our heads that and you call it experience you know how and like if, if you leave whatever profession yeah. it is that's lost then of course it is mm-hmm. but as well as that I mean can I look we had a situation there some 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 a couple of years ago where we had I think it was assistant commissioner wanted to stay on, and he actually took a case like that, that and he, he was told no, you, you know. So you're talking correct. I mean, you're losing experience, but the main problem with the guard is is the, the support that they that that they're not getting, and the actual challenges that they face within the judicial system. You can spend all you, you can. You have to prepare a case. It has to go to the DPP. He has to he has to go through line by line, and then the, it comes back. Then it goes into court, and the judge will say, "Bang, okay." Technicality, the probation, yeah. and how long that? But your your criminal has the backing of the free legal aid system. Mm-hmm. He has solicitors. He has barristers. He has very much. So like everything is geared against him in that regard as well. You see, we have There's a message in here now, Tom. Uh, gentlemen and listeners, you are missing a vital point. You are missing a vital point. Good. Regarding policing, girls now are like secretaries. Girls are in front of computers doing paperwork and box ticking as superiors are putting them under pressure for paperwork constantly. The days of crime detection are over. The model of policing is not working. Girls need to be on the roads and streets, not in front of computers doing paperwork. Well, sure, Pat, what am I after saying? Yeah. I'm just an old... That's Jim from Rat Kill. Yeah. Well, when I'm, yeah, well, I mean, when I'm missing any point... Why don't you hire mm. um, people for administration? People still have guard of powers, you know what I mean? But your main job is administration, and the other sector of the guards is on the beat. It's all moved away now, I believe. Jerome said there when I did it in Newcastle, this is after seven or something, everything was into... The main problem is that um, it's all talk, you know, and at the end of the day, you, the, the, the country now, in both city and rural, are, is awash with crime. And, you know, and we, spoke, we start our talk with murders, that's, that's the end of the line. Along in a, taking it in order, you have violence, you have people being terrorised in their home, people afraid in their home, and all this is going on. And the one area that, that has to be, that must be looked at, and no one in this country appears to have the, the guts for to take it on, are the judiciary. They are the problem. Because, they, you know, in the, I mean, they're untouchable. They can't even be hardly debated or mentioned any of their decisions. I, I, I don't know why. But I mean, we have this appears to be a model cowardice that our public representatives have. And if we can't be speaking, or if we can't get people from the door to discuss these and to make these people accept that they are in a most unbelievable special job and they're not doing it. 
And the other thing too is, you know, I just tell them juvenile crime. <coughs> We know that's <coughs> of, of 18 years of age. Yeah. They're grown up people. They're grown of course up people. They, are. Yeah. they, they should be, yeah. they should be held responsible, you know, for their acts. And they're, they're quite capable of the most foul deeds. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, why, why, why do their uh, uh, names have to be withheld and everything? I mean, if you're, like when I was going to school, you know, the age of reason was five or six. Yeah. No, you have to be over 18. You're, you're, you're put into a bit of cotton wool, but you can do what you like. You can do what you like, and you it can break time. the laws you like, and you're treated with uh, kid gloves. It is definitely time that law changed. That those people should be named. Yep. We've seen some horrendous crimes over the past number of years mm -hmm. with those people. We're coming up to an ad break. Uh, Jason, we'll go to an ad break, and we'll be back to you shortly, folks. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 14th of December 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Seamus Kelly and Carol McCarton, as this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, <coughs> broadcasting from Newcastle West. This program is called County Views. It's going out live from half past nine every Wednesday night until 11 o'clock. Repeated tomorrow morning from half past 11 to 1. And on the panel tonight is Carol McCorton, uh, Seamus Kelly and Tom Ryan. And my name is Pat O'Donovan and producer is Jason Smith. So if you want to text in or call in, 0696600 or 0871669800. I was looking at the Sunday Business Post there on Sunday. I buy a few papers and, and it, it took me till tonight, this evening, to have a look at what was in them. But Sunday Business Post, anyway, and the, the headline caught my eye and it said, Fine Gale should take ownership of civil war executions and apologize. <coughs> As Kildare prepares to host a memorial for seven Republicans executed in 1922 following secret trials, the opportunity for the next teacher to make a public apology should not be squandered. Corral. Yeah, I suppose it's... Uh, should, uh, back to my paper, Fine Gael should take <coughs> ownership of civil war executions and apologise. I know that might say it was a common again or a different uh, outfit that was there, but I mean, they are you know, the inheritors of that tradition, and uh, yeah, they have shied away from it, and they've never let like, one up to the. I mean, they broke all the conventions of war, you know, taking out prisoners, uh, judicial, uh, you know, uh, summary executions, etc. And we saw that in the program last night, and uh, over the last few nights. Uh, it's not news. Uh, but as I was listening to like another program, uh, there's a very good program on every Sunday, uh, every Sunday evening on Radio Ireland, um, the History Show. Oh, yeah. 
my son, he said, um, there was you know, historians now that would be very knowledgeable of the whole thing. And I said, the peculiar thing about the Civil War is that there isn't one memorial, bear Michael Collins, there isn't one memorial to any of these so-called uh, great soldiers who did all these dastardly acts. They're ashamed of them. They're ashamed of them. And of course, they want to brush it under the carpet. I mean, what they did uh, was savagery, brutality, and against fellow Irish people. Plus, with the aid of the old enemy, a lot of it was done with the aid of the old enemy. So when they start, start come preaching about, you know, said recent times, I mean, all we have to say is, and there's a long, long, long list there. I mean, there was over 80 prisoners taken out not to mention none of the ones that had no child at all. Of course, uh, we had a terrible, uh, terrible, terrible event in Bally City, just and outside Tralee. You had Countess Bridge, you had Drumbo, you had Sliver, no, where, where there was which had, um, which had multiple uh, uh, casualties or deliberate, you know, like, you know, you had five or six above in Drumbo, you had Countess Bridge, I was six. But in the case of Bally City, uh, my belief is that only for uh, one of them was blown completely clear. Nobody yes, would ever have known it, what would have actually happened and, right. and, and what was done to those people. Mm -hmm. They were all chained together, weren't they? They were all tied together, together, yeah, and a bomb put into the middle and blown. He was blown clear. Stephen and Fuller did, was blown. And they did the same two or three days afterwards in, in Killarney. There were six, you know, that's, that seems to be forgotten about. Uh, is there no monument? They have a fine one down in Belly City. Oh, there is. What I said, there is a monument in, in Countess Bridge as well. No, yeah. I haven't been there. I can't. <coughs> I can't say it like for definite, but I tell you one thing though, there are an awful lot of memorials and monuments up to the people who took the anti-treaty side because they were fighting for the Republic, they were fighting for something, plus the fact a lot of, uh, of Republicans just handed in them. And a good example here is uh, Newcastle West, you know, they, they couldn't face fighting, you know, like their own people. Mm. So. Uh, we petered out here, no yeah. thanks be to God, you know. Mm -hmm. But like you had a rough element for the first six months especially, you know, up to Christmas, uh, into 23 as well. And a lot of them were uh, ex-British Army, I would say even some ex-Tans, that never raised a finger in the, in the war of independence. And these were the people that were to the forefront in killing, in killing the people who, who who tried to live up to the proclamation of, uh, of 1960 and the democratic program of the first time. Seamus? Well, I don't think um, Fine Gael apologising for anything happened in the Civil War is going to make any difference, though, because it's too long ago. But there are a lot of apologies nowadays. We, we had that roachman that was sacked or fired from the army. He got an apology the other day, 50 years later. But, but that, that was an individual case. You were talking, you were asking Fine Gael to apologise for the Civil War, and that's not going to happen. But Seamus, I can tell you, even the British, you know, for the They apologised for the They did. Yeah, but it was a bit late. I know, but still, though, uh, they would be taking, as I say, they would be, look, that would come clean at least. I mean, I mean, there was an awful dastardly accident, but when you have, you know, the self same people from the self same party talking about what happened between 1970 and and as if, you know, they, they had, you know, there was a, a, there was a book written by uh, Danny Morrison way back, the good old IRA, you know, I mean, uh, just fine, you know, to do things back in 1960 and things like that. But when the people of the six counties, who had been, and, and that's another aspect of the Civil War, 
while all this was going on uh, within the, the 26 counties, there was nationalists being slaughtered, being, being, driven, being driven out of their homes, etc., etc. You know, so there was... They were abandoned. Huh? They were abandoned. They were abandoned completely. Now, Tom... Well, I mean, it's great to hear. Art isn't it very accurate as well, and, yeah. and from Seamus, I don't actually agree with any of these apologies. They're only, they're only a kind of a going for emotions. They don't mean anything. Talking is the word pet. Uh, you know, but I, I was, you know, I, I have been a student of politics all my life. A f- huge interest in politics, fierce interest in the people that uh, that formed it, uh, that in the formation of the state and fought for it and, and I've been I've quoted it here on numerous occasions to see what, to, to what they think of the actual the, the development the way people think now and the way our leaders are um, you, you know how, how far they removed from the origins of the of our constitution but I, I saw the three programs but, and to be honest about it they upset me I never I, I, I didn't in my naivety and I had heard it, and I had been talking to people about it, but the actual savagery and the brutality of the state against uh, against uh, uh, prisoners of war. I mean, there were war crimes of, of the most horrific. We're looking at, we're talking about the Russians now. We had it here in the Civil War, and the people and that perpetrated it, like, were I okay? I mean, still is inclined to uh, say that a lot of these people were experienced soldiers, which they were black and tan. They could be, but the director, the directors of it were were senior Republicans and senior were. Uh, in the, they were members of the cabinet, and their decisions to execute people without even trial was is I. It upset me the program because I never I never thought that Ireland that, that Irishmen would do that would do that to each other. I mean, in a in a war situation and ambush, that's part of the part of war. That's not, that can't be avoided. But to take Irishmen who had fought for in our independence out into a yard and execute them without any trial, with no reason, only a reprisal. I think we have to definitely, it should be looked at in more, in more, we have a reason, I think, now after that, though I say the programmes, to investigate it further. There was one word in the national media about it today, and those atrocities, to me, were I, I, I've often, we've often spoken about the British, but you know right, Cyril, this was directed by Churchill and by his and by his agents that when they took over, they, because they were actually still in the country, they were still in the army anyway. They were arming them, they had ships, they were giving them a shower, where would they get them? They were all supplied by the British, by Churchill, in particularly Churchill-like. So in other words, they, he, they carried out their trick that threat which they needed to three negotiations where they were in an awesome and terrible war. They carried out, they went and they carried out that. Our, our like, I mean, the, the, the men that signed the treaty were conned. And they were, I said, they were, they were bluffed and they were told lies and they were, they were, you know, and they took the British, I suppose, at their word. But they carried on that campaign. They said they did and they did it. Now we'll hold that Michael Collins said that he, he signed his own death warrant when he signed the treaty. He did, yeah, he said, yeah. he said that. We will well. hold that there, folks. And I just add one piece onto that, which isn't ever discussed too much, and hopefully we might do it some night. I had reason to do some research in the period, um, the 30s, the 40s, that early 30s period, and the bitterness 
and people getting jobs between the two divisions of politics at that time was unbelievably bitter. And depending what side you were on, you might get a job, but if you were on the other side, you didn't get it. So that sort of thing was very, very high, high power at that time with huge division of people. Indeed, nearly came down to the 60s, I suppose you could say, with Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. Now, have you, the panel, any opinion on the promotion of the new planning authority? That's from James Holmes. There's a lot from here, James. I got carried away listening to those guys on the Civil War. I was carried away, I must say. Dave Reardon from Granite called the discussion on the increase of violence. People have gone away from the church. Thou shalt not steal, except for people think nothing about stealing a cow. Also, the free legal aid issue, the absence of a level playing field regards those who cannot afford legal assistance. Mm. And the thing not most ill in account, the thing nothing about doing anything anymore, indeed. Happy Christmas, my two favourite men. I'm in it tonight, Tom. Pat and Tom. <laughs> it was when I was in college, Jerry, anyway. <laughs> Happy Christmas to my two favourite men, Pat and Tom, on this cold, frosty night as I ate beautiful apple pie by the fire. Hi to the panel as I wait to get my hands on Tom to get him under the mistletoe as I send a big kiss from Polly the port. <laughs> You'll want to keep well wrapped up as well, Polly, under the mistletoe. And where is this little gadget moving? We have already covered... Uh, what are the panel's opinions on the Limerick County Board spending spending over 2.2 million on preparing and running our inter-county teams is reported that it's an increase of nearly a million euro on last year while we have a good sponsor who is generously funding Limerick at the moment he won't be there forever our Limerick and Danger spending beyond their means in the future Michael Conway Croak and we cover Jim in Red Keel. And does the panel think it is right that our public service should be allowed career breaks at a time when there is a shortage of nurses, doctors, teachers, hospital consultants, engineers, regards James Holmes at Tay? And does the panel think that the alcohol industry should be allowed to train teachers to advise secondary school students to wait before? having their first drink regards James Holmes. I will read that again. Does the panel think that the alcohol industry should be allowed to train teachers to advise secondary school students to wait before having their first drink regards? Uh, <coughs> I've had some discussion on, uh, on that topic now. I'm not uh, totally uh, informed on it. Uh, are they known as drink aware or <laughs> somebody like that yeah. and, uh, now maybe their intentions were good I mean uh, the, the drinks industry well, the alcohol drinks industry obviously they get a lot of slating and a lot of criticism but m maybe they were trying to point out well look uh, this is a product that we produce uh, if, if not used or uh, you know uh, carefully it can lead to you know um, you know, very, very, very sad consequences. You know, people, uh, people's health can deteriorate. Uh, people can die. People can do silly things. Uh, can ruin people's lives. Can you can destroy a motivation. But the question mark is: Were they, were they that benign in going into the schools, or was there some other motive? No, I'm not. I haven't got the full facts on it, so I wouldn't like to. Seamus, you're familiar with that? That's yeah, I, I've read about it recently, and um, that's all very fine saying drink responsibly and all these sort of stuff, but, but they still continue to drink, to um, sponsor rugby and soccer and GA. Uh, play GA to the power of Guinness and Heineken Cup and all this sort of thing goes on in, 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 the, in drink companies. No, Seamus, so I was correct with that. 
the jail does not allow but no, it, none of the major none of the major but, but, they, but they were but no yeah and people and the shoulder sh- on the shoulders the giants remember that time on the shoulders the giants that's not too long ago no, but, 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 but hold on now uh, they got they got criticised for it and they, and, they, and they put no that sponsorship but the rugby people are doing it the soccer people yes. are doing it and there's no criticism talk about you know, hypocrisy again you have an element in this country knock and bash the GA but let the the very rich you know, the professionals do what they like Tom well you know I mean my my opinion on, on drink like we've already included in one of, in one of our major subjects here tonight uh, the, the, the you know I mean young people the, the drinking culture is out of hand out of control now and they are so like it's inclined not to be said uh, drink is alright but it's drugs now so I mean the combination of both like must be fairly lethal cocktail I'm a non-drinker I'm, I'm a non-drinker I'm a pioneer and I must say that I should get any access for that writing but, I'm, but that's where I come from and uh, I, I am aware of that 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 um, scheme that's, that's being sponsored by the alcohol industry to uh, to get teachers to tell students like not to drink until they're a certain age you know I mean as if you know I, I think it's kind of funny like you really you, you know outrageous in my opinion well I, I mean you know can you imagine like yeah, yeah. I mean the teachers now can't do what they have to do themselves I mean yeah. in their classrooms and telling because alcohol the alcohol our alcohol rating and our the consumption of alcohol here <laughs> yeah, it starts in the home number one. Would the 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 those drink company maybe, as Corral said a while ago, maybe would they sponsor the teachers or pay them to tell them that drink is dangerous, will call you kid, kidney problems, it'll cause you drunken driving, you'll be put off the road, and all, yeah. the, da- the, all the dangers yeah. associated with drink yeah, rather than telling you that you should. That I, you I should understand drink. that, but nobody no no abuse. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, kinds all of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But nobody uh, wants to hear that. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear that. Should I want to point that, that out? Is, maybe that's as yeah. clear as the nose in your face. Yeah. Like I mean, I mean, that's the cause of it. Like, but sure, who wants You'll to hear that? You'll listen to it. You get what you pay for, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Those I mean, no, no, no. That was the first one. Does the panel think it is right that our civil service should be allowed career breaks at a time when there is a shortage of nurses, doctors, and teachers? That's James Holmes. James, you're one sound man. Now, what about that one? Fairly fast, no less, because we have a lot of things on this computer to go through. I read it again for Alfia. Does the panel think it is right that our public service should be allowed career breaks at a time when there was a shortage of nurses, doctors, teachers, hospital consultants, engineers, etc. regards? I'd be probably shot now for <laughs> giving an answer to this because uh, I have. Uh, you won't be shot. We won't be talking about shooting now. You won't be shot with the company you're in here tonight, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no doubt about it. There is a serious situation right, right throughout the country. We'll, we'll talk about uh, teachers first. Especially at a uh, second level, secondary level. Um, uh, well, one of the reasons why uh, people are going for a, a career break is, anyway, that's a right that they won years ago, anyway, that was, say, negotiated. <coughs> so that is there. So, I mean, any teacher, you know, that is, has been qualified that's over. across the board. Mm-hmm. Across board. But that's not the question, like, yeah, the question is, sorry, is, folks, yeah. we'll hold no, it there. We'll, sorry, sorry, sorry. we'll hold it there because Jason is telling me it's past advertising time, so we'll be back to you in two minutes. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 
314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. TOD.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 14th of December 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Seamus Kelly and Carol McCarton, as this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West. My name is Pat O'Donovan. On the panel tonight is Gerald McCurton, Seamus Kelly, and Tom Ryan. Producer is Jason Smith. This program is going out live until 11 o'clock from half past 9 to 11 o'clock every Wednesday night. Repeated tomorrow, Thursday from half past 11 until 1. And we were discussing there, Gerald, you were in full flight before we went to the end break. I don't know fairly quickly. Uh, the carrier break, yeah, I think there's a couple, you can look at this from a couple of, uh, of angles. There are some people taking carrier breaks because one, um, let me take, let's say, teachers from say, rural areas teaching in Dublin, they just can't make ends meet, rent is too high. And they're just saying, right, we'll leave and go to a better country like Australia, Canada, and make a bit of money and come back again. Uh, Again, it was a right that was won by teachers and nurses uh, some time ago, I, I, I can't tell you when, it was, it was negotiated uh, by the unions. But there is, there is no doubt about it, there is a, a certain, uh, a real, real, real shortage of, of teachers now, especially at a secondary level. And maybe uh, there has to be some rain put on it, uh, because, I mean, what, what can you do? I mean, there's classes with no teachers, they can't get teachers for uh, certain subjects, uh, which is another uh, blow. And um, and if they keep leaving in droves, that you've got to have uh, schools. Mm-hmm. Not, virtually. At, at what age and average would a teacher become qualified to teach? How soon would they be finished well, in Mary Eyes? 22, 23. Yeah. And could they not, not say be obliged, but asked or, or maybe obliged to work for three years in the Irish system and then go abroad? Well, actually, and in the next, and the other teachers, time you have to work for a certain amount of time before you take a career break. And have you permanent? Have you a permanent teacher? Have you? I, oh yeah, permanent course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but there is a big problem uh, in the teaching area, area of nursing, and uh, in the junior doctors, especially in the actual. Then in the, in the public sector, like especially the public servants, they can. I think it's the biggest joke of all time that you can take uh, that, that you can be there in a job that's, that you're trained for and paid for by the public. I mean, by the exchequer, mostly anyway. And that you can uh, that you can. I have no problem with people taking career breaks, but let them go and stay. I mean, but they think to have the idea that you can walk out of a job and come back again in three years time and displace somebody that's probably already there in training. It's a, it's a, a pure. It, it's to me, it's a, a total joke. And we're listening every day to the shortage of nurses. We should be able to train more nurses and more doctors and more teachers, but ensure like that that 
this kind of a joke that they can go to Hong Kong and they can go to Dubai and they can go to Australia and New Zealand and come and walk back in the, in the Indian with the disarray that's, that, that's left after them in the hospitals and in the actual, in the, in the schools. We had another one there a while ago. What are the panel's opinions on the Limerick County Board spending over 2.2 million preparing and running into county teams? It supported us an increase of nearly a million on last year. While we have a good sponsor who is generously funding Limerick GA at the moment, he won't be there forever. Our Limerick in danger of spending beyond their means. Uh, Quickly comments on that one, Nels, because we have a lot of stuff to cover here. Yeah? Well, the only thing I would say there is, I mean, the more successful you are, uh, especially at senior level, you are going to have to have to spend more. Again, another side of this is uh, the players are not quite right. You know, they're getting you know, generous like expenses for for travel. That's that's all factored in, in, into that you know, amount of money. Uh, then there's a big backroom team. I know Tom will has uh, often criticised it, but as well as that's where things like are gone. Uh, again, like you no, know, I mean, God, I mean, does that does that, that many matches now as well? You know, we said the system. You know, you have you know, the round robin system. I mean, every drone is turned out to the Parky Cave or the Simple Stadium or Crow Park, you know. I mean, that's, that's massive. Shamus is becoming a very Classic expensive on. business, but as Karan said, there's a huge amount of matches. There's a huge amount of cost on people going to the matches <laughs> as well, and there's all kinds of back doors and side doors, and going from one end of the country to the other with matches. It's expensive for everybody. It certainly is. But um, when did Limerick last play a match, hurling match? Sorry? When did Limerick last play a hurling match? Well, you're talking about all that. July. That was yeah. July. I went, I went and they won't play again until next February. Yeah. So, what happens in the intervening yeah, time? Yeah, well, the clubs. They Seven months of a break, like. Clubs, clubs, clubs. Yeah, clubs, I know, but I mean. In the meantime. Yeah. Tom? I think it's an obscenity, myself. The amount it's of money. The yeah. amount of money that's been spent. Mm-hmm. And these and this back, back room, I mean, gurus that have been paid. Pockets full of money, cash into the pocket. I think myself that Crow Park are. are, are I stand over that statement that are getting cash into the pocket, Tom. Oh, well, where is it going? Only cash into the pocket. This is where the, this is where these well, figures are right. Are you suggesting I'm told no, as well at the moment. Are you suggesting there's no transparency in the 2.2 million? No, no, whatsoever. Because un- until that's itemised out, out there and 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 what individual is getting, I mean, this is the, we're an amateur organisation. That's uh, I mean. When I took over the Limerick team, I was informed by the Limerick County Board that there were 75,000 in the red. So that is comparison now, and that's not 100 years ago. And well, did you get cash payments that time? No cash payments. No payments for nothing. Getting bo- you can get a bob. Nothing. It's amazing and how anyone who was with me yeah. didn't get it either. Yeah. I mean, you know. That's the red just the yeah, well, yeah. we were like, I mean, not there were Limerick men. We were amateurs. Uh, we were hurling men. We were, we weren't business people that that, that are there now. Mm-hmm. This thing has been taken over by by uh, it's kind of a cottage industry now, but an expensive one. Two point three million to me is really and truly an obscenity. Holidays. This team is in holidays at the moment. I don't care how many other they won. I mean, or, or what happens? Mm-hmm. I mean, the players are well looked after. The players there, and 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 we have no problem with that, with mileage and and and. It's costing half a million a holiday. Can you imagine half a million? I mean, the team that are going on the holiday now, I mean, after Christmas. You know, for your trains outside and they're freezing cold no, no. and starving. Well, even, Pat, even that aside, that's the money is just been spent and the, the, how how it's been, uh, like, I mean, can you imagine the comparison between Tipperary, for instance, uh, Limerick, Clare, Waterford? Should I have the Bob? 
like I mean, well, what are crop out doing? They're allowing this. They're, they have allowed this situation to develop. I mean that uh, that they have allowed teams to uh, and backroom teams to accumulate and to uh, you know and they to be paid. I mean, when the G is an amateur organisation, and no one can 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 actually, but it's only an amateur by name because in certain areas like Limerick. Uh, and Dublin and Kerry as well, but they're all Ireland champions, so you can't complain to say that. So we're winning all Ireland. But I mean, but, but the situation it's is. It's becoming like the soccer, isn't it? Well, it's not becoming like soccer. Clubs, big money, big money. Big money. It's like the, yeah. it's like the English team. English soccer clubs, like. yeah. And Crow Park have allowed this to happen. Mm. They've allowed, they've, 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 they've closed their eyes to this. Now, you brought up a very important item there, Seamus. I hadn't mentioned by no one. When did we play last? They played in July. I'm a firm believer that the split season now was brought in by Crow Park as a kind of a backdoor measure to actually to curtail spending. You see, that, that's, and, and they're saying, oh, trust for the jobs. You run for the jobs. It was a kind of a backdoor means of curtailing spending by the co- because the county boards have lost control now. It's t- taken over now by sponsors and by managers. They decide now what to do. The Crow Park are, ir- are irrelevant to this, only they have the they they have they get me getting the money out of it, but they're not allowed to start training yeah, until January, is it? No, they're training for last two months, Pat. And they're allowed, yeah, of course, they're allowed to stop that sometimes. Yeah, but they have brought in a rule where, where where you can only train four nights a week for an amateur sport, like four nights a week, and if we're training five, that as if they were going to monitor this, like you know, as if they were going to control it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the managers and the sponsors now are deciding what's ha- what's happening in the in the year and the. The television is deciding what kind of a game now we play. Folks, we'll hold that there. And, uh, and another funny one here, really, I think this is hilarious. A silent listener texted the discussion on about those who commit crime. These people should be named and shamed. As Tom Reimer said, you could hardly make it up. The discussion about those who commit crime. These people should be named and shamed. And then they signed their name, silent listener. <laughs> <laughs> Lead, that's known as lead by example, I think. That's what they used to call that yeah. one time. Uh, have the panel, Pat, any opinion on the promotion of new planning authority regards James Holmes? Now, James, you've heard me on about the planning authority and on board Planala, and I give the example some years ago. It's an appalling situation, and the amount of money that ordinary people have lost going into that shower appealing when you're wasting your time. In, in my particular case, it, it was a, a big, big phone mast tapping up here on the hill that I objected to, and I got my receipt from Limerick County Council, and it was all valid, and around the 29th of December or thereabouts, strangely enough, I got a letter in the post saying permission granted, and when I read it, there was no objection submitted. So I went into the County Council when they opened up in, the, in January, and I said, look at that file, please, and give me the file. And I said, it says there's no objection. So that's, oh, that's right. So she, there wasn't any objection. But I said, there's one, and I have a receipt for handing it in and valid. Also, she, so that was Patrick O'Donovan, the TD. It was only, they thought, they thought that was only an observation. So I headed off with my 250, drove up to Dublin specially to appeal that because I felt I had to win as many a time before. I thought I had to win, but you're only wasting your time. A crowd of, a crowd of 
terrible dishonest people for Planala. Now they've been highlighted. Now they've been disbanded. What people have lost and what people have gone through with that carry on. Just like the roachman that got, got a, a sack from the army. No apology. They'd be given out about Russia. It would hardly happen in Russia. Mm-hmm. Now, Corral. And what's going to replace on board Planala? Is that a... A decent independent outfit might replace them. Yeah. But isn't, and, and isn't what will be their uh, remit or function or what will be their powers? Several... We've had people coming out to sites, in, in, inspectors, time and again, you've read it, I'm sure, over mm-hmm. the years, and they said it should be refused or it should be granted. The inspector. So you thought you were home in a way, and he went back <coughs> up to his outfit in Dublin, they decided otherwise. So you send out an inspector, Tom, from, from Board Planala, he reports, and his decision was overruled time and again. Well, these disclosures, Pat, were. were um, they were really only it's only a couple of months ago early in the early in, in the in the this, in, year, in yeah. this year when the top when some of the top notches in Boplanala resigned and now they're gone they, they, they resigned first of all because it and was a conflict of interest a conflict of they interest didn't blow yes. him, but, but they're getting away with it but, for years well Pat we know yeah. what you're saying is that right yeah. like I mean it was a corrupt organisation yeah. like yeah. And, but you see before you start with Boplanala Pat you start local you start with your own mm-hmm. planning you start with your own planning authority and we can see the decisions that's made by them like time and uh, again, time and again. Yeah. now the new one is going to be a, a bigger joke than the last one yeah. because this is has been rushed in now I mean by uh, by the minister for housing yeah, for that mind. Right. That right. Yeah. he haven't time he, he can't do his own job now he's after he brought a big a big portfolio yesterday to the cabinet for uh, they're appointing 15 separate individuals now specialists whatever they're going to get him like and they'll be politically appointed this is the biggest joke now this is worse now than the than the corrupt and the and the faulty unit that was there already they weren't doing their job. Weren't, were again Ireland few and the Pals Act and political appointments and and all that. So this one is going to be worse because this will be handpicked. Like yeah. I mean, political appointments. And you see, the, 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 and what the, what the most important aspect of this that that, they, that what they have done is now they have given what they're threatening to do <laughs> is give give the uh, and an individual. No chance of appealing. You can't now get a judicial review no. if you're a member, uh, if before citizens and residents associations, citizens groups, community yeah. groups, uh, when they put, you know, they could combine and they could, they could fund, like, I mean, uh, an appeal, a judicial review. review. With, so with now, the name, with the name of of the yes, committee, of the yeah. tea, yes. Now they have to name individuals. No, a, no a individual. Seamus, it's worse than that. Yeah. You have to be an individual now to take it. Yeah. And you have to, and and then like, and in order to support that, you I mean, 15, and thousand. they cost fifteen or sixteen thousand, which yeah. people wouldn't have. So therefore, you can't appeal. So this is this is what you're dealing with now. And they give out about Russia, don't they? And they're talking about Russia. But Pat, on that now, what I just want to mention, I want just want to mention my own dealings with the actual Limerick City County Council, IDA, and the the EPA. Tomorrow night on on uh, RT uh, Prime Time, we'll have a look at those individuals. And Ryan has been featured tomorrow night in on Prime Time at half past nine. Is it half nine? Uh, and we look at these individuals. We look at Wednesday night, wouldn't they? They are running the, the county, 
and your country. Yeah. Mender. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. Uh, really, I'm not up to, up to scale <coughs> in all this, but uh, we say if we're looking now to build a house, uh, you get your, uh, you have to apply it to the county council. Correct. Company yeah. city council. And whether they grant it or don't grant it. Says after that, then that on board Planale, but say if you were, you've you appealed to board it, Planale. Yeah. Planale. Correct. But say if you were granted it, was on board Planale able, uh, uh, able to, if somebody said, no, we don't like this house, well, could they appeal to on board Planale then? The only I, person that can appeal to on board Planale if they had, if you're building a house and I objected to your building the house and you were granted permission by the Limerick County Council. I am, and I, I was the only objector to you building the house. I am then the only person who can appeal that decision to Unborn Planala. Mm-hmm. Tom Ryan or Seamus Kelly, they could put in an observation. That's all they'd be allowed to do. So the person who appeals is the only person. Right? So we'll hold, hold that there, and thanks, Mr. God, it, it's getting being highlighted. Uh, the, the, the coldest night of the year happened back in the 1880s. It was minus 19 degrees and he says shut up again he says there's an ad break so back to you a little while <laughs> you can put on the kettle there Polly and if you're more Polly's with you put on the kettle there because we'll be talking about the minus 19 and, and uh, tomorrow night's supposed to be very cold as well so. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors Limerick and Newcastle West for all your legal requirements phone 061 314-948 Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors TOD.ie You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 14th of December 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan Seamus Kelly and Carol McCarton As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Again, yeah, folks, and uh, as I just said before, the ad break there, it, it is promised to be minus 7 or 10 or some kind of a thing these coming nights. And uh, when we came in here to say it was 2.5, sort of varying between between Ratkeel and Newcastle West, between 4 and 2, minus, minus, minus. In the 1880s, I believe, it was, was the highest ever recorded, uh, minus 19. It's just a winter weather, really, isn't it? Yeah, although it, it is very early, and we said that, yeah. very severe, it is, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unusual. But again, uh, I mean, it has happened before. I was reading there some time ago. Does uh, I get there, the examiner, and this is uh, some weeks ago, early November, and throughout Europe in early November, rivers fro- froze over. So yeah, it's not yeah. it's not, not, not the first time it has happened. It's yeah. not unique. Yeah. Only that uh, normally you be getting yeah. this kind of weather in. February, March, something like that. But sure. What about so. refugees in tents in Naklashin? Well, I can't in. understand. They would bother in, in Gormanstown, inside in proper buildings. They would take them out of there, down to Naklashin, 
I mean, if, if they're settled in a place, what's the point in moving them again? It's costing money. And, you know, they probably have got used to know, you know, you know, the area when children start to school. What's all this movie about for? Uh, well, does it doesn't make sense to not me. Not the machine, not machine anyway. Like, I mean, the, the, the fact that, that uh, with the... With the weather we're having, you know, I mean, anywhere, like, uh, at the moment, for to have people in tents is a scandal, you know. And, you know, this has been handled, you see, it was handled wrong, the, the, the whole Ukraine situation. And along with the, the Ukraine refugees, they're coming in from, we're, we're getting uh, people coming in from countries in North Africa, I mean, and we see what happened in the, in the channel last night, where a couple of hundred people could have been drowned. I think three or four were, you know, and uh, so, like, I mean, the, the, the problem is that it was handled, the management of it was handled wrong, and we have discussed it here in the programme a few times, Pat, there, uh, that, you know, it was given to the Red Cross, who who actually couldn't cope, really, you well, know, I, know. I mean, with the vast, and, and similarly, now, with the, with the policy of Putin, but to, but to demolish the, the country and put more refugees into all over Europe again. Like I know, I mean, Europe and uh, it, they're not the actual uh, threat at the moment in, on this program anyway. You know, there's going to be a terrible lambasting of them now in a few minutes, but we get over that. We'll take that in the nose. The, the situation is that, um, that I think myself that it, nobody should be allowed stay in an actual tent with the weather conditions we have. If it was the summertime, we get over it. You referred there, Tom, to the corruption in the European Parliament where one of the 13 vice presidents is currently in jail due to, um, uh, due to police activity. But we, we leave the poor Europeans alone. They give us a lot of money into this country and to keep the farmers quite happy for the greater part of the time as well. Now, looking at uh, Sunday Business Post, State removed criticism of a quarry's part in Mike uh, scandal. Draft report censure of poor regulation at Donegal quarries and lack of oversight were taken out before the official version was published. Strong criticism of the lack of regulations at Donegal quarries contained in a government report prompted by the Mike crisis were removed before its publication, the Business Post has learned. The first draft of an audit carried out by the National Building Control Office, the state body in charge of regulating construction products, criticised the lack of oversight of quarry industry, as well as the lack of resources available to regulators at the scene. Among other criticisms, it said that, in general, quarries in Ireland have been poorly regulated regarding planning, environmental and marketing surveillance compliance perspective due to no <coughs> overall responsibility for quarries within the local authority setup. And in another paper I read first in Fainer being attacked by uh, Senator Blaney because of the abuse the officials in Donegal County Council have got over this MICA situation and Blaney and Fianna Fáil people think that they're all very happy that Sinn Féin are stirring it up. So we have the government report there, serious criticism of that area being removed. That doesn't sound too acceptable. We have cover-ups down in cover-ups. I'm not really fond of that. But you're, you're not about to set the quarries up in Donegal. Yeah, Mike, I've heard the, the houses Michael, are all yeah. cracking up mm. and splitting up, yeah, yeah. Um, and falling down. What I don't understand about this whole Mike uh, story is 
Like, there was many houses built in, in Donegal going back 40, 50 years ago. What these new quarries? Because, I mean, uh, it, it only seems to be that there was only houses that were built in, during the Celtic Tiger era. But these new quarries that were opened when were never uh, properly uh, inspected to, to see like, what, uh, what, what kind of substances uh, well, were in I, I read out a little bit there where there was a total lack of control over the quarries yeah. and the mix of the cement blocks, obviously. What's yeah. been put but in? I mean, we have here yeah, in Eskiel. Yeah, but how was it, how is it that mix one there 40, 50 years ago? It's because only in the last... Because uh, the demand for houses wasn't there, didn't it? We said there were same demand. Well, same were building developers. houses. They were building houses. Yeah. Like they were making bricks and blocks. I suppose it wouldn't be fair for me, to, for an auctioneer, to say that people 40 and 50 years ago took pride in their work and there wasn't as many shortcuts and, and they weren't heading for big profits like, like might be the case today in some cases. But where did this so, yeah. make a surface from? I mean, was it there? It's a mineral. I know it's a mineral. Well, yeah, and it's but, a, but what it's these new new quarries that were open during the Celtic Tiger? Well, we don't know that, but they probably were like, you know, I mean, you see, a lot of quarrying, a lot of quarrying, like, and uh, were no, like, were no quarries because you had a huge expansion of the of the main of the main contractors, of the main developers, and the quarry owners. You know, like, I mean, that 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 expansion was massive. All over the country now, Lloyd Donegal, all Mayo. Sure, look at Limerick. I mean, look at I mean, West Limerick. How many qualities have you in West Limerick? But I, I mean, we, we've discussed the Minimica thing here, and it's a very, very serious situation. They all are about that. And uh, I mean, that it's going to cost billions, and it'll be, it'll be many billions. It won't be for the, forget these people, get them for their houses renewed and rebuilt. But in my from my troubles, I happened to be looking the other night at Arachtus. I, I spent a bit of time at night time looking at the Arachtus reports and the actual broadcast of the Arachtus committees. And the other night, exactly, Patty, you have brought up there now, it was about the, the actual controls. I mean, when, when I had controllers in this country, we, we go back to the banks and we go back to the regulators. And there was three different departments of the government, of the civil service, my favourite people, before the actual committee on, on, on this issue. Well, I have often, it was pathetic. It was first class stuff coming out of, I mean, first class, in, in, gone from infancy. The replies and the carry on of them, and the arrogance of them, these are the departments, these were highly paid officials, civil servants, responsible for, the, for this area. The pathetic excuses that they were using. Did I miss it? No, it was called light touch regulation, Tom. Light touch. There was, no, it was actually no regulation. It was no regulation. And okay. these people yeah. were bluffing and telling lies. And, you know, and they were being, and they were kind of being, you know, that... There were, there were three women in charge of it, in charge of it anyway, and and they were next pathetic in their. But were I they mean, political appointees? They were incompetent. No, they weren't. These several were civil servants. Several servants. Several servants. These were these. Were they appointed by like they were civil servants, like, but were they competent in in doing that job? 
waffling. Well, you see, it goes to show the inner circle of what's run in this country and the people that are the people that are, are paid vast sums of money and and as we said while ago on career breaks and big pensions that they have they're responsible and they're actually their pathetic like answers was was unbelievable i mean i never heard i've often now listened to different debates and you and you assume them so at you see at government level now here pat your issue that that article there has hit the nail in the head. You see, all these, all these uh, departments, these regulators, they're all, first of all, they're employed locally by the local authority. They don't do anything. We have Limerick. What are they doing? They went to, we don't even know they're there. They're nationally as well. And they're, they're, they have a huge influence within the department of, of, of whatever it is. So but so but, yeah, but the bottom line, anyway, is that the people who have been affected, they are entitled to full compensation. And the sooner it's given, the better. Because the cost, but the that's, that's building, agreed. And the cost of building yes, is going up all the time. We know that. So, so the sooner There's no denying that. The stone is done, the better. That's, that's, that's I'll read it again. I think the important thing to highlight here is the fact that there was a report requested and it was altered to take out. So, draft report censure of poor regulation at Donegal quarries and lack of oversight were taken out before the official version was published. Is it, 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 to me, that is appalling. So the censored. The, appalling. The censored, censored yeah. yeah. Because that, cover up, cover up, cover up. Well, that's what it is, Pat. But it's yeah. but, well, Pat, up. cover up by the government. It is, yeah. By the by authority. authority. Yeah. By the authority. Mr. Blaney, like, objecting to then. He was given out about Sinn Féin. Abusing officials. Abusing officials in the county yeah, council should in Donegal. It should be nice to I mean, it should be, you some know, it should be Some of them have, have so given up their jobs. So you want to go away and, and, and call a meeting and, you know. You now, Tom wanted me to raise this one. The Vice President of the European Parliament, she's <laughs> in jail at the moment because of, um, what is it because of, Tom? Because of a few pounds she got. In she had 150,000 in one bag and she <laughs> had 250. Yeah. And, um, was that to do with guitar, was it? Sorry? Was that to do with the, the World Cup in Qatar? Was uh, that something? He didn't. I didn't hear what, what it is. Qatar is where the money seemed yeah. to come from, all yes, right. Yeah. It really, but the money was paid by the Qatar, the Qatari government, like the Saudi governments and all of them, yeah. that are now trying to buy their buy favouritism. And uh, they, they have, you see, they're effective all over the world. The monies that they're, that they're distributing, uh, like in order to, for to get... get favoritism and people to praise them yeah. and in order to acquire the World Cup which is the great biggest yeah, scandal yeah. ever yeah, ever of course it was I mean a, 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 a rotten regime yeah. to the core like in Qatar yeah. in Saudi and we're um, we're playing homage to them mm -hmm. like due to their monies and the way they, and this was the, the biggest scandal like of all time but they, they, they were able to, to get to the actual head the head like vice presidents of the EU, that'll tell you what 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 infiltration. You know they have they have teams of of, of like what lobbyists. you call lobbyists, Lobby. yeah. 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 lobbyists, like on and they're there on underground. Like we have constant. here. Oh, you have like here as well. You have them here as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mentioned Donald the Rush. There, Donald Roach. He received an apology because he was sacked in the army nineteen and Eddie Roach in the well-known personality 
who was stood for the European, was it? No, she stood for the presidential election. And she got all kinds of... That was brought into her campaign, wasn't it? That against was raised as well, yeah, yeah. the IRA connection. Yes, yeah. When in actual fact, he, he now has gotten the policy. But there's too much that going on, really, isn't there? Well, there was a lot of it going on in the early 70s, in the, the late 60s, early 70s. False uh, accusations. Uh, people who you know, might just casually know somebody, be like a neighbour, yeah. and because they were seen talking to somebody, yeah. they were yeah. uh, they were ostracised, they were denied a job, or couldn't get it into, yeah. like a, yeah. especially uh, anti to with the civil service, or teachers, and things like that. Yeah. They were, they were but, but so the same, I mean, the same so thing happened to, to, to Captain so Kelly. Yeah, James yeah, Kelly yeah, as well, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that happened to him as well. And these these issues, like, I mean, they're scandalous, you know. But again, you see, that again, there's no repercussions <coughs> and there's no consequence for the people that did this. And just like this one about the Sintron report in Donegal, it's cover up, cover up, and to get away with it, don't answer them to nobody. Nobody, they answer them to nobody. Yeah. And when you when you question these people like I did, you'll be, you'll be, uh, uh, like, Ostracised, yeah. and you'll be yeah. considered yeah. a troublemaker, yeah. Yeah. and you'll be, and there'll be lies told about you. Yeah. Yeah. And we have them here. We didn't go to any guard hall. They're here in Limerick. Mm. They did it to me. Yeah. So we have looked tomorrow night at prime time. Half past nine, Tom Ryan of Limerick County Council. And we let the people judge for themselves. Broadcast on prime time tomorrow night. And the EPA, the actual people that are. I paid vast sums of money to look after the environment and the Limerick City and County Council eh, and their top officials. And Tom, has this been pre-recorded some of it? Or no, it's not recorded. It's, it's, it's tomorrow night. Live tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. But it's already recorded. Oh, it's already recorded. It's already put together. This programme, you have to take six or eight months to put together. Right, folks, that is tomorrow night. Tom recommends you watch prime time as his And I like to, uh, uh, that our officials and our elected councillors have a look at it and listen to it, and we see what they're, what they're made of. Of local interest, Limerick County Council tomorrow night at prime time. Our sincere, my sincere thanks to Jason Smith for doing a fine job there every night, and Coral McCurton coming, uh, leaving his fine tough fire out near Fiona, and Seamus Kelly leaving his central heater home in uh, Newcastle West. Yeah. They've yeah. no tough in Newcastle West, plenty tough out yeah. in Fiona. That's and I don't know what Tom has down there, he has all kinds yeah. of things I've said. So our thanks to all folks, and we thank you for the large number of messages we got in, and also to my silent listener who said the discussion about those who commit crime these people should be named and shame so I, I hope my, my my good lady i hope you sleep well so good night folks and we'll hopefully see Lovely you on next week good night polly 102 fm You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limwick 102FM on the 14th of December 2022 from 9.30 to 11pm. Seamus Kelly and Carol McCarton joined Pad O'Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limwick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie.